just a fist away. That's right, just really close. Yeah, pull that sucker up like a fist. Are, are we live? I, I'm live. YOLO. Oi, caramba, papichulo. We are live. I've sort of conditioned myself against clickbait. Sure. But one came across the wire here, and I had to know for sure if it was clickbait because it was it was egregious. All right. It was an article in The Atlantic. It says, you're likely to get the coronavirus. That's the title. It's a little alarmist. What, what would you, if you came, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I think that's great journalism. A, what a gripping headline. I had to figure it out. I had to know if, if this was for real. Mm. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's pretty serious. <laughs> that's that's the synopsis. Um, so it, it it so first of all, coronavirus is, uh, is is could you explain to the people since you're the doctor how reverse RNAs work? I think I think it might be important for some of you who want to know. Are, are we seriously going into this right now? We're going to go into uh, molecular just, bio. Just, just give the, the people a little bit of how it works. You know, it's in your DNA, basically. It's it can reverse engineer your your genetic code to stay in in your system basically. So it it enters externally, then it latches onto your DNA, and then your body thinks, oh, this guy's cool, he's one of us. It, it's not cool. Would you say that's that's about accurate? Uh, in layman's terms, yeah, I'll, I'll give it as a. Uh... Well, yeah, help me yeah, out here in layman's in, in layman's terms. Okay, fine. What was I going to say? Um, uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so this guy Lipschitz at Harvard, right? Classic. One more time. Um, this guy Lipschitz at Harvard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's li literally the deal here. Um, he, he was saying that containment, which is usually the first step uh, with an epidemic, is sure. at, at this point almost impossible. The reason why is because at first they thought the virus could once it's transmitted, you present symptoms, but now they're saying there's a latency period and it could be months. So you and I could be walking around with it today. We'd have no idea for a few months. We're ticking time bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first reason why this is, this is a total disaster. So th this is his I still prediction. think it's a little Within alarmist, but nevertheless. Well, all right. So here's the prediction based on based on some facts that we don't have to go through. But here's the prediction. Lipschitz predicts that within the coming year, some 40 to 70 percent of people around the world will be infected by the virus that causes COVID-19. But he clarifies empathetically, this does not mean you will have this severe illness. It's likely that many have mild disease or maybe asymptomatic. Oh, for sure. So that was the kicker. That was the kicker in this article. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So... Bottom line is, it's actually not hyperbole. This this really is that serious. Yeah, but you're going to be asymptomatic, so what? You're just a carrier. You just got to get everybody else sick. You know, I think I, it's kind of crassed it to hear. Um, but it's kind of like what we've shoehorned natural selection into. Mm. You know, there's no what do you big mean animal that? that's going to come and get us. It's mm. the virus from inside. Kind of poetic, not to look into it too much, but mm. something to think about. So are you saying this is like on the Serengeti, this would be the cheetah? Like this would be the thing that comes out of nowhere and just snatches you know, like out maybe. of your tribe? But then it's you survive the somehow. Well, right? the strong so do, the weak don't. Yeah, well, obviously, but we're, we're, uh, we've we should evolved mention that point. part. <laughs> oh, I, well, I thought that, that was a given, but I guess we, well, we got to really spoon feed. I, I thought our audience was a little higher brow. Well, I'm sure they are. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, very well might be. Uh, as you said, the, the cheetah that comes out and whatever, the 
the imaging is because we're at a point where we could use technology to leverage that, right? And and influence uh, selective forces from microbial level, which is kind of interesting. But that's a whole other conversation for another time. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I read that and I, I just my overall feeling was. Dude, like today was the Kobe Bryant memorial. Did you? Did you? Catch oh my goodness! How funny was Jordan? I love Jordan. That was great, man. That was great. That was great. We probably can't play it on the pod, right, for copyright yeah, reasons, but, but we don't want to give it away. Just go look at what what Jordan said at the what, what, memorial. It was amazing. It's it's really rare that you see Jordan with his guard down and just completely just himself because he's he's such a big brand and you really never get he, you know he does own the charlotte hornets but he's not that kind of he's not a, the mark cuban owner by any stretch right. right um so it's weird to see him with his guard down sort of like that and I, I i think the internet just loved it yeah yeah um i i don't know what uh what vanessa said but i kind of was avoiding that I, I i just didn't want to get into that place today and i, I knew that it would bum me out if i saw it. ah uh, i see yeah, no need, no need for that. We're we're bringing positivity here. As a Celtics fan, what was your relationship with Kobe Bryant, the player, growing up? Because he grew up during his prime was during our our teenage years, basically. Yeah, and early twenties. Um, I I'm not a big basketball guy to be honest with you, so I couldn't yeah, tell you. It wasn't it wasn't like an automatic. I'm a Celtic. Uh, it it is, but uh, I still I don't know. Basketball is never my 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 game. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big football fan. I'm a big hockey fan. Pretty pretty huge hockey fan. Well, so just real quick, um, on the whole basketball thing. Yeah. So all right, um, the Red Sox and the Astros. This topic has been beaten to death about the whole cheating scandal. Hmm. I don't know how much of it, how, how much of it you you, you know of, of like how intimate, but basically. They cheated, and the the Astros are falling over themselves to apologize. Bottom line, it's, they can't find a way to apologize politely. They're just so guilty. It just, it's just that obvious. It's not even that they're guilty because they've been found guilty. It's that they're so crass about it. Um, they're just they're not really apologetic. Oh, they're right? not they're, apologizing. They're, I thought you said not they at were all. apologizing. No, my apologies. Basically downplaying it. Yeah. They're basically downplaying it, hmm. right? They're not humble about the situation at all. They basically said, we're still the champs. What are you going to do about it? We probably would have won anyway, and it didn't really matter that much. That's basically what they're saying. Okay. I mean- Okay, so that's- Were they going to say, sorry, well, we cheated? Well, let me just paint the picture for you, okay? So you have the Astros saying that. Meanwhile, so if you're not following, this will give you a quick primer. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the commissioner of the sport has f also fallen over himself- Basically trying to put out a fire, but it, instead pouring gasoline directly onto the fire by saying that the trophy was just a piece of metal and it's not that, again, downplaying it, not that serious, blah, blah, blah. Without getting too granular, the commissioner is under intense scrutiny for his behavior. So you have that. Hmm. Okay. Let's just keep going. You have the Red Sox who fire their manager, okay, um, and also have been found cheating been found to be cheating during the 2018 World Series year. So you have that as well, okay? You have the Mets, who fired their manager, who was on the 2017 Astros team. You got that as well, right? Amongst all this, amongst all of it, you have the Yankees pouring on dirt on, on the grave, just like every day a different Yankee coming out saying, you know, terrible things about the Astros. Mm -hmm. how, how does that picture sound to you, just as someone who's... An innocent bystander. Sounds like the Astros have something that they're hiding. <laughs> well, well, it's not even that they're hiding. They've been found guilty. You think there's more, you're saying? I could only imagine, yeah. If that's one thing they get caught on, if you cheat once, you cheat a bunch of times, no? Right. It's not a one-time thing that you're like, aha, we're going to cheat once right. and get away with it. Okay. There's going to be a serial habituation of this. So there's all, I'm sure there's more. So here's my, my quick two-second take on this. If if you're if you're an innocent bystander and you're looking for some some basic directive on this, it, I don't know. I you're so you're not a huge baseball fan, but you do like enjoy. You're actually perfect for this analogy. Okay. So you're not, you're not a huge baseball fan, but you do enjoy going to a ball. Fair. Correct? Yes. Okay. Would you say that if you can go to a baseball game or a basketball game, which would you prefer? Mm. And and you're a casual fan of both sports. I would say baseball game. 
Right. But but would you say it's fair that you're you're equally casual? Yeah, fair. Right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Good. You would prefer to go to a baseball game? Yeah. You said? Okay. Why? Uh, because it's Fenway. Okay. The atmosphere. The atmosphere is amazing. Right. Because it's the Sox. Exactly. Got it. Got it. But what about a Celtics game? You get the, the same Boston atmosphere. Sure. The Gadden. What about I, that? I associate that more with hockey. Ah, okay. Fine. Fair enough. Right. So it's not the Bruins. So that doesn't count. Fine. Fair enough. So I think you're actually an anomaly. I think. <laughs> well, well, of I course. Think, uh, naturally. Think, Thank no, you. No, attendance Thank is down. Thank you for the compliment. Right. <laughs> That's true. You you're, you'd never fold into any pack now that we're on the subject. <laughs> um. Full disclosure, speaking of not folding in the pack, one of the topic ideas for today's show was Bernie Sanders' specific gun policy. We were going to go through a point by point, and John was just like, no, negative, not nope. doing it. <laughs> Some of those were outdated, not to get too much into it, but they did not really apply and are factually untrue. But that's his current policy. Yeah, it needs to be updated, I think. Uh, like Literally, the thing on bump stocks does not apply anymore. But he still... Oh, meaning legislation passed and now it's not in effect. Right. So if you're going to be running and having the most current and up-to-date stance on something, you got to update it, bro. All right. I got it. Well, we were going to get... Not that I know anything about the ins and outs of actual gun law, but but that was the idea. Is like, could two, could one and a half idiots try to figure out like what this was talking about, if it made any sense. But anyway, um, what was I saying? So I think you're an anomaly in the sense that most people aren't going to baseball games. I don't think I know. The data's out. People aren't going to baseball games. So there's there's that. Um, but I think really what the MLB is going through now, and I mentioned this la- on the last pod, but I think what baseball is going through now is actually good for them, right? The fact that you now have two villains being the Astros and the Yankees and the Red Sox, three villains even, I think that's a good thing. I think you're going to draw eyeballs that you desperately need. The problem is... Your game is dying. Nobody wants to go to the. Nobody wants to go to the event. There's too many of it. It's too slow. It's not social media friendly, and kids aren't playing the sport. That's your problem. Kids aren't playing baseball. No. Really? No. Dude, how are you going to get 18 kids to show up at the same time to play to do one thing? Think how about do you get it. to play football? Football is I think hockey's a less different. players, so that makes sense. Right. Basketball is all you need is a hoop. Anybody can play basketball. That's a huge appeal. But, dude, kids today, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know for sure that youth baseball is down. Yeah. It's hard in today's world. I mean, really, I mean, it was, you know, as a kid, I was, when I was growing up, I wanted to play baseball. It was hard for me to get into an an unorganized game because I never played Little League or anything like that. Yeah. So baseball's hard, man. That's in a tough predicament. And I think everyone's all up in arms about this current fiasco. Well, this fiasco doesn't mean squat. I mean, they got they got real big problems, and it's got nothing to do with this, literally. I mean, this is a good thing. Right. No, no such thing as bad press. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. I don't know if I buy that. I think there is such a thing as bad press. <laughs> I think a, a few marketing people got into a room. And got a little carried away one day. And they were like, one said, you know what? There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. They were all Let's drunk. Let's put out yeah. that initiative of how we cheat on everything. <laughs> right. Our sales will right. go right. up. Right. right. Let's just further further push the narrative that marketing is the be-all and end-all. That would be really good for Speaking us. Speaking of marketing and marketing schemes, did you watch McMillions? Uh, dude, I thought we were going to save this. But now that we're Let's here, yes, it. this could be the whole show. Let's do it. Go ahead. Go I'm going to let you go first. Just uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched. No, we're not going to uh, give away too much. I don't want to ruin no, it. For let's anybody. give it away. Because it's let's so really good. Let's really discuss it. So, yeah, no, but let's come back and listen to this. Fair. Um, Go ahead. We're going to do sports. For starters, it's uh, been a while since I've watched something that's hooked me for a series. I was very surprised when you told me you were watching it. Continue. Uh, it's mind blowing. I'm not the type of guy to sit there and watch, you know, 20 seasons of Game of Thrones or whatever. Though I did do that for Breaking Bad. Every so often, something real. I remember something that. really grabs onto me. <laughs> you need to watch an archive. Um, we'll get to that later. And this McMillions documentary is amazing. Do you want to tell the folks just briefly about it? All right, real, real quick. Uh, in the late '80s and early '90s, uh, me, uh, I was keeping. Well, how would you? Pro- <laughs> they, they, they. Basically, they had a promotional game with Monopoly, and basically, you could be an instant million dollar winner, and the and. I don't know how how 
how popular would you say that game was? Unbelievably popular. Yeah. Was do you remember it totally. like fondly as a kid? Totally. Was that part of your childhood? Totally remember it. Did you like tell me? Like, did you go to the McDonald's? Like, no. Uh, peeling it off. Like, what was your deal? I I was like McDonald's fries when I was a kid, so that was like my treat, and I would get fries like once a week with Diet Coke. Okay. And uh, I I mean I didn't like actively play like some like junkie like oh I gotta I gotta gotta make it big gotta make my million, but I drastically like it was everywhere. It was part of the experience. It was on for radio you? commercials are like oh Monopoly's here only at McDonald's and all this crazy stuff and. It was in magazines. It was in news headlines. It was everywhere. It was huge, man. Bro, so when you went to McDonald's, how, like, playing the game, was that part of the experience for you? Not really, no. I, I don't get, okay. I know this is a marketing ploy. I don't get hooked onto that crap. John, you're, you're a 12-year-old it's still, kid. It's a joke. What am I going to do, <laughs> I, win? I, I need, I'd rather go collect need, my Pokemon cards and they'll gain some value and sell them. At twelve, you're telling me at twelve years old, that's how, that's how you felt towards the situation. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's really? a marketing game. I'm gonna win you're a million one dollars. Twelve year old, no, <laughs> maybe. That was the whole point of McMillions. Anybody could win. You it. ask my little cousin, like, hey, you want, you're gonna go win a million dollars? Like, yeah, but I'm not gonna win. Like, they know statistics. Like, it's basic odds. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But would you say the general public was in a frenzy about the game? Yeah, it was. It was. It was hype. It was hype. That's what it was. But see, I don't remember because I wasn't really in, you know, in that scene. But was the hype well founded? In other words, like your friends and your family and everyone you knew in your area, like would they go out of their way to McDonald's to play this game? Was it that big? No. Okay. They were too cool for that. Got it. But it, it, it was existed. It was known that it was a big thing. Right. It was in the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like like um. Love it or hate it, uh, vaping, for example, right? It's big. Mm. It's huge. Mm. You know about it, but it's like, all right, I don't vape. I think it was bigger than vaping. No, vaping is massive. Bro, but think about who eats at McDonald's. True. (laughs) That head of security guy from McDonald's, he said that- He's so head of security. 37,000 restaurants, man. Can you imagine- 37,000 McDonald's restaurants all around the world. It is unbelievable. Today? Today? What? When they had that documentary, in the documentary. What do, we, what do you think it is today? Uh, 3756. Wow. That's oddly really close. How'd you know that? That was the guess. <laughs> 37855. Yeah. In 2018. Wow. What did I say? Start, so they said 36. Oh, it's on tape. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty close, I think. They, I don't know. Just to give you an idea remember. of the range here, just to give you an idea of how not rapid. So, all right, let me ask you this. So you got that. In 2005, which is the data I'm right. looking at, what, what would you say it was in 2005? 2005? Yes. 31. Wow, dude. That is amazing. 30,766. That is unreal. Good shit, man. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. So in from in 13 years, they went from 30.7 to 37.8. I would expect much, much more rapid. I think, I you? think. Well, not you. You you nailed it. So. I think they've already <laughs> reached all their breakthrough markets. So now they're just trying to maximize where they can put so many. It's such a huge brand. Coca-Cola, McDonald's. What's more international than that? In other words, what you're saying is there's only so much real estate in Paris and, you know, Spain, right? Like there's only so much you can expand. Well, yeah, that like, and I think there's some baseline cultural resentment, especially in those countries or European countries in general against American fast food. It's not necessarily well received, but yet it is somehow internationally. I don't know, it's man. It's hilarious. I mean, I, when I, every time I've traveled internationally, which has been not a few times, McDonald's is everywhere. It's everywhere. But I think I mean, from a local, a, a local's perspective, it's not seen as a, a glamorous food. But well, look, neither like, is it here. So <laughs> I haven't been to Sudan and Ethiopia, but like you know, everywhere else I've been, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the number is in Africa. That's interesting. How many? How many would you say are in Africa? I don't know. I bet you quite a few, man. I, I think you've uh, 
you underestimate the modernity of Africa. Well, there's an article. Is, is Nigeria finally ready for McDonald's? All right, list of countries. I don't want it by country. I want it by continent. By the way, hold on a second. I could just edit the silence Did if we, we figure this we, out. You know what I'm drinking right now, Josh? Take a guess. Ah, uh, is it back? Are we back? No, it's carbonated. It's ah, clear. Seltzer. It's in a can. Seltzer. LaCroix. Nope. Close. Something equally, if not more, basic white girl. Perrier. No. Canada dry? No. Think um, think uh, spinning classes. Spinning and class. then I was just in a spinning then, class yesterday. And then drifting. Drifting. Smart water? Spin drift. What is spin drift? You know about is, that? Whoa, whoa. Slow down. What? Oh, I'm telling you. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna Amazon you a case. Sparkling water made with real squeezed fruit. Quite refreshing. Wow, dude, what is this? Quite refreshing. How did they make another product out of seltzer? It's and yet it's uniquely different from all the other How seltzer is it products. Uniquely different? I can't necessarily <laughs> nail it on the palate. It's that little bit of juice I think that they have with the seltzer that gives it a different taste. I gotta try this. This line's amazing. Yeah. Can I get this on Amazon? Oh, absolutely. Dude, imagine seltzer. Let's just talk about the seltzer category for a minute. This is a great this is a great tangent. I'm already excited. I see where we're going Let's with this, and I like it. Seltzer brands. There's so many. There's so many. You have the Golden Road Spiked Agua Fresca Manga. I don't even know what you just said. I'm sorry. There's a whole list of spiked seltzer brands. I'm sorry. Oh, oh sure. That's seltzer. huge now. Even Bud Light That's, has one. Wow. 11 best sparkling water brands of 2020. Wow. Who wrote this? <laughs> Which millennial is? Like, <laughs> A sparkling Dude, beverage connoisseur. Somewhere in like San Francisco, they're paying, you know, some 23-year-old $32,000 a year to write this. Like, it's just terrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just ended that poor guy's career, Josh. Easy, man. Yeah, the, let's just go through this for a second. Canada Dry, right? There's so many. Perrier, so many. Spindrift, Hal's. Ooh, Hal's. What's the difference between Hal's and LaCroix? About $2. Pellegrino. The gold standard. The reigning champ. Pellegrino is Schweppes. literally the godfather to all these beverages. Well, then you have Schweppes, which is the stepfather. Right. <laughs> Schweppes, is, Schweppes is the drug stepfather. Just, well, let me tell you, bro. Oh, you can just mix me with anything. Do, <laughs> <laughs> it's the old timeless classic. It's like the missionary position, son. It's always got to be there. Standard issue. <laughs> Standard issue. Uh, Poland Spring. You got it. Of Poland course, Spring. That's the cool uncle. For Maine. That's the has been uncle, Poland Spring. <laughs> that's the guy who was popular 25 years ago. That's exactly who that is. But I still like yeah. Poland Spring. I'm let's, go, let, let's finish this. I like this. Who's LaCroix? LaCroix is LaCroix like the, is the uh, foreign the exchange student. <laughs> I am LaCroix. No, I Hello. Or LaCroix is the, the guy who is now identifying as a woman. <laughs> Either or. I don't know how you got there, but is, is it the... Just extra. Just there's a lot of color extra. with the, their, their, their labels. I kind of like it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, again, tell me the difference between how, when LaCroix burst onto the scene, what is the difference between that and Perrier? I couldn't tell you. Uh, Perrier, I don't do the flavored Perrier. I just do standard Perrier. It makes you wonder, how do these companies make it? Because the beverage industry is notorious, no, notoriously brutal. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what sets them apart? Like, what marketing scheme worked for that to work? Yeah. Anyway, McMillions, where were we? McMillions. So uh, you know what character three, was my favorite? Who was your favorite character out of everyone they've interviewed? All right. So let's take Doug Matthews out of the equation because that's obvious, right? Doug Matthews is Doug Matthews. That guy is yeah in a league of his own. <laughs> yeah. So you got to take that out, right? Like, like do we yes. do we agree yeah. on that? Okay. Um, Devereaux. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm riding with Devereaux on this one, bro. I really am. Yeah. I really am. I'll tell you why. Devereaux, he's so coy and like 
so well versed in the law. Like when they did the whole like, oh, how is this not entrapment? He's basically like, listen, bro, if I put a microphone in front of your face and you start spitting truth, that's not entrapment. That's just you being a fucking moron. Like that's basically well, yeah, of course, what he that's said. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> there was no sting. You just fucking babbled like a goofball. We didn't trap you in anything. I'm not sure that I totally buy that argument because by definition, Shamrock was a sham. Well, yeah, obviously. You're <laughs> so just that lucky. Know. Yeah. I don't know that I totally buy that argument, but I understand the law. Like if that's a law, I they get didn't it. Entrap you know what him. I mean? He willingly confessed to his own volition to, to under false pretenses. That's not his fault. He confessed. It's entrapment adjacent, I would say. No, tell I don't you. think it's entrapment. How about that? Anyway. They didn't um, willfully influence him to commit the crime in any way, shape, or form. He had committed the crime of which then he babbled because he was deceived. This is, this is not entrapment. I, I totally understand that, and I totally would agree with the definition. But let me ask you this. The other side of this equation, the other party involved in this conversation, were they truthful? Which party are you referring to? The FBI, specifically. No. So, of I mean, course not. Okay, it may not be entrapment by definition, but... That's just a definition. But they weren't influencing I mean, him to commit the crime. Fair enough. And that's why, by definition, it's not a trap. And then but saying it was, gotcha, it. it was, you did this, we interviewed you, and you, we deceived you, and, oh, gotcha. I just think the deception needs to be part of the equation. That's all I'm of saying. Of course deception is there. That's part of the whole undercover motif right, is deception. Anyway, I like Devereaux because he's always there to lay the hammer and he's basically there to like lend credence to the whole conversation. He, he, right? He's basically he's like, the, he brings it back. He's like, we're back to baseline now. He's like, all right, listen, yeah, this is how I'm going to lock these people yep. up. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the mental you? aerobics that you have to do or, or uh, mental gymnastics rather with that, uh, that way of thinking for like a lot, a lot, a lot of like how we're going to get you. Is unbelievable. Mm. Uh, the the brain power required for that is is pretty huge. Isn't it interesting how Doug Matthews is basically like, "Hey, let's go to Vegas," and then they go to the uh, I don't know the SC or whatever his name is, like the head he's guy. Like, oh, him? That's my boy. <laughs> he basically <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're not going to Vegas. <laughs> he's like, he's a new guy. He's got some energy. He's kind of crazy, but we like him. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta like reel him back in, and so like every time Doug Matthews has an idea, like he's the whole engine, and that's pretty amazing. So it's just crazy to me. Like they have this idea, and then somebody has to sign off and go to the next guy up. It's just nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't just be on, on behalf of the federal government, no less. Well, yeah, you can't just be out in left field doing whatever the hell you want. You gotta have some gates and some checks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have we have people who are rogue all the time, though. But anyway, that's that's a whole other. Well, oh, you gotta have those people too. Yeah, you gotta have a few water cards. You gotta take some everyone's, risk. Everyone's got their place. Speaking of risk, I got a great story on uh, on, on uh, the the uh, boom and the bust that is uh, the unicorns of Silicon Valley. Excuse but anyway, me, unicorns. Who's your favorite? Yeah, we'll get into that. Unicorns, busts, all sorts of things, bro. Who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? Favorite Am character. I going for pure comedic uh, purposes? No, you're just going for favorite, most liked character. That you that you that you enjoy the most. Aside from Doug Matthews, it's Devro for sure. Aside from Doug Matthews, Devro no, really? That, I didn't think. I you'd totally. Who did right, you think enough. I would go for? I totally would go. I for thought Devro was a dark horse pick. I no, didn't think was I liked be him a, a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know who else I really mm. like? Uh, Jerry Colombo's ex-wife. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she, or current wife, actually. I don't, I don't Snooki? know. if They ever got divorced? I don't know what her name is, Snooki. but <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's great, man. What a character. Well, where do you think the story's going to go? I don't know. For three episodes I really in. don't know. I, I haven't. I'm just amazed that I'm hooked into accident. something uh, episodic because I, it's been a while since I've showed so much interest in it. Why is it hooking you so much? I don't know. It's because it's such a ridiculous story. Well, let me, There's always let another me explain to the people. John never watches TV like this, ever. Like, this is bizarre to me that, that he's actually watching this. Go ahead. It's, it's, uh, it's just has me interested at every single turning point. It's such a well-written story. Well, not written story, but uh, it's, it's edited. well edited. That's correct. Right. And well presented. It's presented in such a way that it is just unbelievable. 
it's very good at giving you like long information in little bits. And there's no narrative. It's just them speaking. Yeah, the narrative is like, dude, this was crazy. <laughs> the next guy's, yeah, dude, that was nuts. <laughs> right. It's it's done in such a way where it's almost filmed like they're all sitting at a table even though they're not. It's it's so right. well done. And they're all in different places. Yeah. yeah. It's it's I, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, you know who else is great? Jerry Colombo's brother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was in like some crime, but you know, I left that behind and yeah, my family's crazy. I was in the car when he whacked seven people, but yeah, you know, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, right. And I love how they introduced them with their false uh, identities. Oh, I didn't notice that. Wait, but Jerry Colombo's brother? I mean, he's Jerry Colombo's brother. How, how false could the identity be? You don't remember that part where they're like, we didn't use our real names. By the way, this is our real name. In like episode no, episode that. two, I think. I missed that. Yeah, you don't meet him as as that. Wow. Um, but that guy was pretty obviously uh, Jerry Colombo's brother. Uh, yeah. All right. So last we saw, there uh, they get in, they meaning Jerry Colombo, his wife, and his kid get into a car accident. Right. No way. I don't think that's how Jerry Colombo died, but I could be wrong. I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't want to ruin it for me. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's so easily I don't know. found gonna, online. I don't want it. I don't I'm want not going to do that. All right. We're, we might sound Speaking like Speaking of easily found online that I don't want that. The fight. You saw the fight? I did watch the fight. I refused to pay $80 for it, and I'll tell you why. And then I'll tell you how I watched it, which I hate doing. But um, the reason why I don't want to buy it is because I bought ESPN Plus for the McGregor Cowboy yep. fight, and that was a dud. And I was not cool with that because I have no use for ESPN Plus. But you know what? I took the plunge sure. at that time. So no, I was not about to drop 80 on top of my ESPN Plus subscription. That was not going to happen. So I went online and I basically found an illegal stream. It was moderately crappy, but I, I got enough bits. How about you? I uh, haven't watched it. Avoiding, I know, uh, unfo- uh, unfortunately, who wins or fortunately who wins, but, um, and I'm I'm happy, but I, I was waiting to watch it. Actually, uh, I go on vacation soon, so I was going to watch it. Uh, oh, yeah. nice, bro. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going down to Texas. One of my buddy's weddings. Oh, that's yeah, great, yes. bro. Austin? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dallas. Dope. Dallas is a great city. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to get a hat and some boots. Really? Like real boots? I'm going to get some real boots. I think I get some real boots. Dude, real boots are expensive. Don't sleep on boots now. I'm not saying you can't afford it, obviously. I'm just saying be be, be ready to throw some coin if you want like a nice pair of How boots. How much are you talking? Bro, a nice pair of boots. How high are we talking? Like, like, real cowboy boots or three quarter boots? I'm thinking cowboy boots. Like the whole, the whole get Not up? the whole like, get up, like, but a thick pair. No tassels. No, 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 no tassels. tassels. Heavens, no. no, no, no tassels. No tassels. All right, how? But like, pretty close to your knee. Yeah, I think it would just be cool. Wow, to have. dude, I'd love to see that. Um, where are you? Where are you going? I'm just curious. Where would you know that? Nowhere at all. Around my fucking house. Just because I want to. <laughs> all right. So do you need Put my to fucking wheel gun on pair? my hip and pretend I'm fucking Andy from Yeehaw. Toy Story. I don't know. Listen, maybe your woman's into it. No judgment. That's fair enough. Let me... Um, so why buy an expensive pair? I don't know. I think they'd be fun to have. Throw them on a bookcase or something. Be like, oh yeah, these are the boots I got from Dallas. Bro, they could easily be a G. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Yeah. Easily. Is that what you were expecting? Yeah. Really? I was surprised. Yeah, it's a cool item to put like as a memento on, I don't know. I was definitely surprised when I saw that because when I I was in Austin and, you know, keep Austin weird. Well, it's not weird enough to put on some boots. (laughs) So a lot of people are still wearing boots. (laughs) Dude, if you're, did we talk about, I think we talked about this. If you're making keep Austin weird t-shirts, you're part of the problem. What's what's your gripe with keeping Austin weird? It's 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 weird. You don't have to tell me to keep it weird. If you're telling me to keep it weird, it's no longer weird. It's, it's becoming now just norm. ironic. Now you're just Brooklyn. So no, I'm not about oh, it. That's we already fair. have Brooklyn. All right. We don't need. I I just I think Austin's just so interesting because of where it is. I don't think we talk about that enough. Explain. Uh, Deep in the heart of Texas, yep. literally, the stars at night are big and bright. Tiny blue, ha- <laughs> you have a tiny blue haven where essentially it's borderline Brooklyn. It's bizarre. 
Have you been to Austin? I have not. I've, I have I have a, a friend online that I have. Um, I don't know how to how to say that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is he a friend? I think he's a friend, but he's a friend who I met online. Anyway, um, why was I saying that? About Austin? Oh, yeah, he lives in Austin, and he loves it. Um, I'm going to Austin in a couple months for a trade show, but, dude, Austin's a great city. Every time I've gone there, I've really enjoyed it. Interesting. I, I just, I think t-shirts, let's just pretend that never happened, guys. Like, you guys were cool until you started talking about how cool you were. I got to find that. That sounds like Brooklyn. Um. Yeah, dude, tell me, tell me, tell me what else about McMillions. Tell me one more thing about. Psychological games is unbelievable. What do you mean by that? Uh, there's mindfuckery afoot, and I love it. I love seeing mindfuckery at play. On whose part? Oh, just of the investigators, of the yeah. criminal enterprise, and the, the, the back and forth sort of tug of war that they do with each other. I love it. I, I find it so interesting. That for me is like a spectator sport. Yeah. What's interesting to me was the whole story unfolded because they decided to rerun the game to figure out right. who the mouse in the house right. was. And if I'm running McDonald's, dude, I would never make that decision ever you don't in a million think so? years. No, dude. If I was the CEO, no way. Zero I chance. Would. Why? You have nothing to gain. You have absolutely every, it's a preventive measure. If you didn't rerun it and that yeah. leaked, you are fucked. You are destroyed. How is that going to leak? How's that going to leak? Who's going to leak that? No one knows. Someone will find out. Someone will know. Someone, it's only a matter of time. All right. But hear me out on this, okay? The FBI themselves and in, in, in the doc tell you, had they not run it, we had no chance of right. finding who it was. Right. So they in, wouldn't in hindsight, find who it was, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the fact that the whole game was compromised would come out and that would ruin McDonald's name because then they would look complacent in not doing anything to prevent it from happening. Whether is even if they failed at catching them, they can say they cooperated with the FBI and did an investigation. Uh, I see what you're saying. Because at the time, they didn't know if it was someone in McDonald's Correct. or someone. And then that right. was another concern that they had. They said if it was somebody from within McDonald's, then... Uh, they would uh, rear their nefarious head elsewhere and cause more internal damage. So we have to catch okay, who it that's is. That's true. That's why I'm not the CEO of McDonald's. <laughs> Little known fact, I'm not the CEO of McDonald's. All right, here's my case for not doing it. The chances of that coming out are slim to none, and you can always settle. You can always say you did what you had. You, you, you had an internal investigation and you didn't want to make it public because there was no reason to make it public. And then someone's going to say, but, oh, the FBI wanted to look into it, but we told them no. See, I don't know. No. I, all right. That's Everyone's going to chirp. Fair enough. Someone's going to chirp. Yeah. So it turned out that they didn't have to rerun it because it was Cherry Colombo, but I guess they couldn't have known that at the right. time. Right. They so had no idea that it was him at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think it's going to go? Last point on this. I really don't know. That's why it's such a great exactly. joke right there. That's, That's exactly it. It's because from the first episode, you're like, what? And then what? And then who? There's so many turns. It's unbelievable. Right. right. You didn't expect Jerry Colombo to show up. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I didn't know. I, though there was a little tip off in the first episode that says Uncle Jerry sounds like some organized crime figure. You weren't buying the Simon marketing deal? Um, I bought that hook, line, and sinker. No. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. No. Uh, I think it's angled to show that the corporations are not the victims. Uh, that not the perpetrators, rather. That they are the victims. Mm, that's smart. You're saying that, that this is McDonald's's thing on this. Like, hey, we had no idea. Yeah. Do you think that's why they agreed to the, to do this documentary? Because I would think yeah, they'd have to have absolutely. They'd want to say their story that they are that they didn't do anything because it makes them look so much better in saying that we are so innocent. Our fleece is white as snow. Look, we brought law enforcement into this. We needed to get to the bottom of this. We're victims here, which they right. are. They look good here. They, I mean, yeah, but that was the right decision to do. Right. I see what you're saying. They had no reason not to publicize this sure. at this point, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think McDonald's as a brand looks better because of Absolutely. It? Yeah. Absolutely. I would think so. What a great play. Right. 
anything that isn't like mad cow disease is good for me. Yeah, dogs. right. That was so funny they showed that. <laughs> Dude, I forgot uh, about mad cow how disease. How quickly we forget about it? Just like we'll probably forget about coronavirus. You know what I was that's what I was thinking about. Do remember ISIS? Remember ISIS was taking over the <laughs> you world? You remember ISIS? You remember Al Qaeda? <laughs> Dude, Al Qaeda. You remember the Taliban? What happened to those folks? Are they still around? Where I'm, 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 I'm not sure. uh, educated. I couldn't tell you. I'm sure somewhere they have some cells and they're doing their thing. Not incels. Not incels. Those are different guys. <laughs> yes. Dude, I remember the first time I learned about incels. I like wasn't right for a week. Like for a week, I was all screwed up mentally. What do you mean? <laughs> Truly. I don't know how to explain this. The idea of incels, it doesn't, um, it, it doesn't, it sits right with you. Like there's nothing about that that makes you feel a little, a little uneasy. I, I don't know what you mean. Okay. You're not an incel if you can't get laid. You're a loser. There's a difference. Sure. I'm sorry if that's, if, if I'm being okay. a prick, but, but you're not an incel. There's, you cannot be involuntarily celibate. Celibacy it is a is a is a choice that is a personal choice about you and yourself. This is not that, right? You aren't saying that I don't want to be with women. You're saying that I'm I'm not with women, so I'm choosing not to be with women. None of these dudes are asexual. None of them are gay. You, I I, uh, I never put much thought into it, to be honest with you. It really bothered. I me. just kind of brushed I, it off. I was like, whatever. He, I don't know. It doesn't concern me. Know, I'm pretty matter of fact, as, as much as heavenly opinionated I am about certain things, ways, and I mean, I don't know. I just kind of stay in my lane. Uh, speaking of staying in, in our lane, can I do a, can we do a quick five minutes on the bachelor? Oh, please. Uh, do you, do you want to do this? I want to do this. this is because my Bernie Sanders. Let me Sanders. tell you something, Josh. I see right through the ploy of what the show is it's so manufactured it's unbelievable it's so great and i'm sure you share the same opinion where it's like really you you don't see what's going on here this is it has all the trappings for like perfectly target grabbing females of a certain demographic first of all i want to give you a stat uh, and I told you this before the show, so I'm not going to quiz you because I'm still impressed by how perfect you were on that McDonald's thing. 7.5 million people watch that yeah, show. Yeah, you texted me that. Think about I just for a minute, for 10 seconds, think about that. That's unbelievable. How many people do you think watch the NBA Finals? I have no idea. Because I looked this up the other day, so I know it's a, in 2017. Uh... 31 million. Okay. 20 million. All right. Wow. That's quite a bit. All right. So, so 7 million is still not a small number. Though. Yeah. But this is not, this is not a championship hyped up build up event. This is a seasonal episodic event. That's unbelievable. Right. You're saying this isn't a yearly thing. This is three, four times. A yeah. Year. It's a season. Wow. Okay. Look, Let's not do the obvious. I'm not going to, I don't want to get angry because honestly, this really could make me angry. Like how stupid it is and how manufactured it's it is. It's unbelievable. It's really bizarre. And there was a moment in this, in this episode, just real quick, where they put the three uh, young ladies in the same uh, house, it's, which I didn't know this, but apparently, it's hilarious. That, <laughs> apparently that's a twist. I thought that's, that's always what happens. And that was this, that was this week's manufactured drama. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so absurd. Again, let's not even talk about how asinine it is that you can fall in love with X number of women at the same time and that you should somehow choose one over another. Like, let's not even talk about how it, it, it really defies every law of, of human emotion. Like, let's just... My favorite is uh, there's one episode that I, by happenstance, watched with my significant other where one of them is a race car driver. And they pulled up in uh, basically uh, a pseudo Formula One vehicle and and they were surprised as if that when you're on a film set recording and there's an f1 race car nearby that you're not going to see it hear it anything like that 
It just blows my mind. They're like, oh, my God, a race car. Wow. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's an elephant in the room. Literally. It's like. Right. What's louder, more attention grabbing anywhere you go than race car. You're going to notice it. And then they're like amazed that they never saw it or heard it. Yeah, let's put aside things like they actually don't even know each other and all they talk about is how they're feeling in the moment. All, it's all exceptionally like, egocentric. All, <laughs> everything is how they feel and the good feelings and the bad feelings and the it's just all feelings all the time. It's never like, you know, what what, what was your grandma about? Like, there's none of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? Like, it's all about, okay. the, you know, I couldn't believe this happened and he said right. that and then gave right. the rose to this person. And you're like, right. this is... Unbelievable. So just for reference, 14 million people watched the 2019 World Series. So that'll give you an idea. Wow. Baseball's really in the dumps. Dogging it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Comparison to basketball? Holy smokes. If you're the commissioner of baseball right now and you're a moron, so you're probably not doing this, you should be smiling ear to ear because if anything, they threw you a lifeline. But anyway, um, just one thing about The Bachelor. Because I want to present a situation to you, and I really want to have a level-headed conversation. Okay, How does that sound? That's so we're fair. going to take a scenario in The Bachelor, and we're really just going to two two men are, are going to give you their opinions level-headedly on what happened in this episode. Spoiler alert! Here we go. Oh, we're okay. going in on The Bachelor right now, ladies and I'm gentlemen. I'm just going to give you what happened at the end. So this is what happens at the end of the episode. Okay, mm-hmm. very quickly. There's three women. Before the episode starts, one of the females tells him, uh, I'm a virgin, and if you sleep with these these other two women, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I'm going to feel some type of way, is basically what she said. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, he has the... So, this is the fantasy suite episode, right? What is the fantasy suite? That sounds like a... uh... Uh, You get a room with your your lady. So, he gets a room with three women. That sounds like a... uh... Backroom Asian masseuse parlor area. Now, well, it's actually just a beautiful suite in the middle of Australia where he actually did have intercourse with the first two females. Okay. So this is this is what happens, right? Sure. Can I can I ask so a question? Of course. Uh, are there scenes of uh, the horizon and then interlaced between uh, sounds of coitus and uh, night vision footage of canoodling? 100%. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally. I love it. Yes. I love it. Triggering the, all, uh, the primal exact, instincts kind of things. That's a hundred percent what hilarious. happened. It was pretty obvious that he diddled these two bros. It's, it's too I mean, What do you want me to tell you? Okay. So then at dinner with sure. the third young lady, uh, obviously he tells, long story short, he tells her, yeah, you know, I, I did the deed and she walks away all crying and now you don't know what's going to happen with their relationship. So that's what happened. Wow. I would like your thoughts, please. I don't have any. Okay. I mean, that's this would happen. First of all, let's just break this down. I mean, it's set up to fail. It's totally set up to fail. It's inhumane. It is a purity test that nobody would pass. Not one single man on this planet would pass, would not have intercourse with two of those women, if not three. Do you agree with me there? Imagine if he was like, nah, I'm good. Well, I think she would have proposed to him on the spot. She would have but, proposed. Oh, well, fair, right. Yeah. Forces the yeah, hand, if you will. Either <laughs> right. way, great TV, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just think the fact... Okay, look, I just want to go through this. Just just point by point. Sure. Here, okay, first of all, inhumane makes no sense that any dude would not be with those two women. I mean... It's okay. like social experimenting. That's all it is. It's like you do rat experiments and you see where they go and who they hang out with. We're just going to put some people in this little Petri dish environment here and see how they grow those little bacteriums. It's hilarious. By the way, this this young lady who um, is saving herself for marriage is very religious in, in, in case that is part of this. Well, that was, that was kind of obvious when she said saving herself for marriage. Very rarely right. is it the case that there's a... That there's no religious affiliation. I'd like to meet someone who doesn't have a religious affiliation, but is saving themselves for marriage. I have some questions. Yeah, I, I do. Why? <laughs> That's really my first one. <laughs> yeah. That's really it. I really only have one question. That's fair. Now that I think of it. <laughs> fair. All right. Um, let's talk about uh, the young lady side on this. I think her name is Madison. I, I think, right? Um, that's really selfish of you to, to cry and to make a whole scene out of the fact that he slept with, uh, your two bunkmates there. 
that that to me that's that's crazy it's and it's it's selfish is what it is who's the more crazier one the one that slept with him first or second which female? Yeah. Uh, neither they're all crazy well of they're course all, they're they're, all, they're of all selective a certain uh personality and have certain personality traits of course that's a given but i would want to go last just because of recency bias totally works on a dude but um anyway from her from her point of view how selfish like how selfish of you to go up to a dude and be like i can't believe you did the thing that 999 out of 1000 men would do the other one being moses himself like i can't right. believe that you would stoop to that level like where do you get off like what are you talking about like what world do you live in where like you this is something that's going to upset you if that's your expectation of reality i would not want to i don't know i don't want to say what i can i, I drop know. a uh a mind bomb real quick yeah, go. You know, as much as we have disdain for this show, nevertheless, it's infectious in nature and has become the topic of conversation, which inherently makes it grow. So somehow it's even got us hooked. Well, I got roped in. You got roped in initially, right. And as have I, never am I on my own volition willing to watch the show by any means. But Does your girlfriend watch the show? On occasion, Yes. Does it bother you that she watches the show? Uh, when you say on occasion, does she watch every season or just like no? She checks watches in it on with each like season. the girls. They all hang out and watch it and do their nails and drink wine, whatever. It's like the, okay. their event, like whatever. That's cool. Fair Not enough. for me. I do stupid shit. She probably doesn't approve of. Uh, so when when I first started it's mindless Ball, entertainment. I mean, for me, I totally see it as stupid. But I also play video games, which she totally sees as stupid. And that's my mindless entertainment. So who am I to be the wiser? I agree with you. When I, when we first started dating, it used to really bother me. Like I, I used to remember thinking, why do I want to be with, like literally, I would think about this. Like, what does it say about her that she would watch something like this? Doesn't she see that it's completely BS? But then I got a little older and wiser and realized you can't walk around the world just judging people. Absolutely like that. not. That is, that's really unhealthy. Um, because every one of us is inherently flawed. Yeah, but think about it. You play Call of Duty, really right? Flawed. Right. Every one of us has awful. So awful what is traits. it? Oh, he goes around shooting people online and killing them. What does that say right. about him? Says that this well, is fantasy. Clarify. This is a game. This you very well might know that this is fantasy, but this is how you spend your fairy tale, you know, or fictional capacity of your brain. So what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend clarify. knows it's bullshit, have- but she still likes it, and that's fine. Just like. Right. You know, it's just their mindless entertainment. Just like I know playing yes. Call of Duty's bullshit, but I still, it's a game. Yeah. So just, just to clarify, I don't mean that this is a terrible trait. I mean, think about all the terrible traits we have and then realize this is nothing compared to oh, that. Oh, absolutely. So you're, I, I, right. you're going to sit here is, is and the, worry about this, this little thing. Who cares? Yeah, really? Nothing. That bothers you that much? Yeah. Right. Who? It, it means nothing, right? I mean, we all do stupid shit and that's far from stupid. It's just... A waste of time but how much time do we all waste yeah. so anyway final topic for the evening not that i have a good transition for this drop it um startups are you familiar with the term unicorn billion dollar startup is that a nickname for a billion dollar startup yeah it's called okay. unicorn right the tech boom silicon valley the show everything just going nuts yeah, dude, it's uh, it's getting bleak. Layoffs, shutdowns, uncertainty. After a decade of prosperity, many hot young companies are facing a reckoning, says the New York Times title. Things are getting really bleak out there. Um, so I have a little bit of firsthand experience with this, and I want to I want to give the viewers sort of a, a, maybe an insider's view a little bit on what's really happening out there and what I think is happening. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about startups. Uh, let's just talk about the big ones. Warby Parker, Casper, which is the company we're going to, um, you know, the, which the article is about. Which their glasses uh, suck, by the way. Yeah, they're not great. 23andMe, Lyft. I mean, 23 you name it. 23andMe, yeah, companies. that's crap. Um, so Casper is one that is of interest to me. Uh, they, so first of all, just facts. They filed for IPO, I think about a month ago, and mm-hmm. it dramatically failed. I think they dropped 80%. Wow. Yeah, it, it did not go well. Um. And here's my theory on what's happening. So essentially, the quick answer is the New York, per the Times, and really, if you want, just the 
the basic purview of what's happening here. It's just another bubble. Of That's course. really it. If you look, if you look at any other mm-hmm. bu- bubble in American finance history, this is no different. It, the long story short, the internet, think of it as a child, right? right. It, every time there's another, you know, monumental moment in a child's life, you have basically a bubble, mm-hmm. right? So the birthing moment and then you know, the big, the big boom was the dot com bust. This isn't as big as that. This is, you know, orders of magnitude smaller than that, but it's still an inflection point because things were overvalued. Bottom line. Sure. Things were overvalued. 23 and me. Let's talk. What is really the value in that? What, what so much does that change in your day-to-day life? So that's step one. Let me take it a step further for, for if, if you're listening and you really want to really just break this down. Step two, why is it overvalued? The reason why it was overvalued is because the thesis was data is more important than actual money. In other words, Netflix can come out and operate at a $2 billion loss. I don't know what the number is, but Netflix can operate at a massive loss. You know why? Because their subscribers grew. And the idea is eventually, if you have enough subscribers hooked into your platform, you can jack the price up $4 a month and nobody would care. Right. For sure. That's that's basically the idea. Yeah. Okay. Now you extrapolate that idea to companies that aren't Netflix and the same thing exists. If you look at Casper, Casper's idea was, you know what? We don't have to be profitable. If we're in enough people's homes, our brand's going to be big enough where we can always upsell them new products and we'll eventually dominate the market. Mm -hmm. For a long while, for about in 2013 is when they really took off. So for about seven years, they really experienced unprecedented growth. I believe they raised $800 million in private capital. So I... So one of my coworkers actually worked inside Casper 2013. I, 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 I've tried to sell them products and services. So I, I know I know Casper intimately. I understand a few things about mm-hmm. how it works. I shouldn't say intimately. I know of them, and I have a very pr- basic business relationship with them as a company. Here's my take on what's really happening. The reason why it's overvalued, I, I mentioned, is because of data. That's step two. Step three is this. It is much harder now to obtain data than it was five, six years ago because the internet is so populated. Right now, the beachfront property of the internet is all gone. It is really, really hard to make an impression in today's world. The you ad really think revenue, so? so uh, let, let me tell you, one of these companies uh, raised about 700 or $600 million, and they blew it all on Facebook ads, the entire thing, gone. Why and one? Have enough sales, why one so platform? The company folded. Why on one platform? You put all your eggs in one basket. That's what That's it was. Silly. Internet ads, predominantly Facebook. It wasn't all Facebook. It was predominantly Facebook. My point is this: that's you can't take one example and, and say this is the reason. But here's so because I also do a little bit of online marketing and I do buy ads for a few different companies. I can tell you, dude, the. It is the ROI on internet ads for about five, six years. It was a golden era. It was so vastly underpriced to run an right. ad on the internet. Sure, sure. Bro, I'm telling you, I do this every day. It is just not that underpriced anymore. It's still underpriced, but just not vastly underpriced. Mm. And that's what's happening here. Mm. Now, because it's harder to acquire data, your revenue is going to plummet. People are going to get scared. And all of a sudden, what you have is a company that's actually not make any, making any money, right? That wart is really easy to expose when you aren't making any money. All of a sudden, the ugly girl at the bar, she gets really ugly when the tequila wears off, right? That's what this is. That's all this is. Mm, or the saying is through rose-filled glass, what is it, rose-tinted glasses or whatever? Everything looks you know, peachy and rosy. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, so these companies, they're not flopping. They're vastly and dramatically undersizing um, because they have to. And again, I, I really believe this comes down to what does it take to capture somebody's attention? It's just so much harder in today's world to do that. Well, I think it's so much harder because there's so many more things right. vying for your the attention. Volume. There's so many. Right. There's a flavor of the week for everything. Right. I get like so, 20 different water bottle ads a week and I'm just like, this is crap. Like, get the shit out of here. Delete, clear, whatever. You know, it's like how many water bottles? None of them have motivational hash marks on them. They're they're totally marketing incorrectly to me. 
how are they marketing it correctly? Because you you definitely wouldn't be interested. No, I was in the being product. sarcastic, uh, referencing our previous recording about the motivational right gradations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But again, so go back to it. Them coming to you mean means they're not going to someone more primed to buy the the product. Well, right? somehow through their algorithm, they think that I'm in the market for water bottles. Right. What do you think that does to the price of your ads? It dr- it drives them I don't up. Care. You're not buying. I know you don't care. I'm Doesn't not saying you should me. care. I'm saying, bro, I'm not saying you should care. I'm saying think about it. The market, the price is driving up because the the results are going down. Yeah. You you just proved it. You're not buying that shit, no matter what. They could show you 78 more ads. They could spend hundreds of dollars on you. You're never going to no. buy. But here they are showing you ads. Never once have I actually seen something on the ad on the side online. I clicked on and I was like, that's cool. Unless it's advertising like on the product or the, the manufacturer's website for something different. Uh, for example, or the brand's website for something different. Like um, if you're shopping for sneakers, for example, and you're on the Adidas website, you're looking at Ultra Boosts. And on the side, it has like some uh, NMDs or something. And it's advertising NMDs on the site, but you're looking at the Ultra Boost ones. I'd click on that and then maybe buy something. But there hasn't been really any side advertisement that I've like pulled the trigger on. But for me, I'm pretty Except like. Except for uh, you did once on what the uh, the uh, the hustle or whatever that the big uh, the big the uh, the, wow, the painting. The, oh the yes, sign. yes, I did. They got me once. Icon got me those those iconic like whatever they're called. Uh, see, I don't even know what they're iconic. called, so they failed. They Dude, failed. literally since that day, they've been following me. Mm-hmm. I see their ads all the time. Since that day, what was that, two years ago? That may have been two years ago. That's true. Uh, But it was so perfect. Like, I really liked it. Like, if I saw that in a store, for example, I would have bought it anyway. That's the beauty of internet ads. But it's really infrequent, right? When was the last time you did that? Before that? that? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly right. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Very good. This was good. This was man. good. We had a slow start, but I think we got it up and running. No, but you know what? Silence is, isn't bad because we can gather our thoughts and I can always edit it out. Beautiful. All right. I'm beat. I got a shower, man. Yeah, man. It's tired. I'm All tired. Right, I'll send you the we copy. We to do this a little earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, send yep. me some of the copy. Thanks, bro. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. Bye.